What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must with Label Free. As always, I've got incredible guests from all over the world, so sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a strategic business growth and marketing and sales consultant. She is also a podcast host. Please welcome Anne Carden. Anne, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. So excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to have you here. So you are another one that fits into that boss babe category. Your <laughs> your career accolades are pretty incredible. So I was reading your, and I love talking about this because I'm an entrepreneur at heart and you know I've always been, and I love to talk to women that have been very successful on their own in business because I feel like it is harder for us to reach that level of success. I agree. There's a, because women wear a lot of hats typically in their life. So it is harder for them, I think. They're trying to run homes, they're having kids, they're doing all the things, and yet they're trying to build a business. So absolutely. Yeah. So your first business started out at a, out of a financial hardship after leaving your corporate career and income to stay home and raise the kids. And that first business went global. I like this, how you, you put in quotations, before the internet and the technology we have today. So yes. I want to hear, how did how did you make that happen? I know a lot of people would be like, how did that even, how is that even possible? So I started a craft business at that time. It was exploding across the country. I started, long story short, started designing my own dolls, my own craft dolls, and had my own designs, um, was shipping those all over the world. And I did that by uh, investing in print ads in an international magazine, in, in an international craft magazine. And I employed several other moms. I basically was ran, running a manufacturing company out of my home. And then I also, there were a lot of craft stores across the country. And so I was in multiple stores in multiple states. Wow. And so those kinds of things were almost unheard of back then. I mean, this was well over 30 years ago. Yeah. But I did that business for seven years. But yes, that business uh, was global. And I, I remember the day I got a call from Iceland, a lady buying my dolls. And she said, I collect your dolls. I just love them. And, uh, you know, it was just such a, it, that was just something that just really resonated with me and, and was so exciting to me. Gosh, look what I've actually been able to accomplish this. But I have a strong faith. So nothing, I don't do anything without God, but. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing for to be able to do that. And now that would just be nothing to people. But back then, that was not something that was common. That's a huge compliment to you. So it says that you have built seven successful businesses selling five. I'm assuming that's one of them. Yes. Yes, that was the first one. I sold out all of my designs and everything when I decided to get out of that business. Um, I had eventually gone into creating patterns and I, I aligned oh, okay. myself with a pattern company. And so that was a whole nother revenue stream in my business. And it was a big piece of the revenue. Uh, so when I actually sold, I didn't sell finished dolls because that's what I was doing, but I sold out all of the designs and the patterns and everything to that company. In fact, funny story, Deanna, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my husband was at some kind of a a show and he said I could swear I saw some of your dolls at the show and I said well my patterns are probably still out there all of these years later that is amazing uh, so that was that was really interesting that was the first time that had happened but that was really interesting I love it so can I ask what did you do in corporate like what was your role yes yeah, so I was in retail management I worked for a very large company uh, they were a multi-billion dollar company. They were comparable to like a Nordstrom's. Or, sure. Uh, so they were more high-end department store. 
And I managed uh, multiple million dollar departments for them and did that for, for 13 years. Um, you know, ran staffs of 30 plus people and worked in all different uh, different types of departments. So everything from furs to cosmetics to you name it, I probably was in that in that area at some point. Yeah. But but managing. So yeah, did that for 13 years. Oh my gosh, I love it. Just such a great story. So I, I love asking this question. When you left corporate, was that scary? Honestly, I felt it was what I was called to do. When I had kids, um, and my when my daughter was born, first of all, when my son was born, I here I am running him back and forth to daycare and all of that, um, trying to still work retail hours, which are insane. Yeah, and it was so difficult. And and we were living in California at the time. I'm now in Missouri, which is where we're actually from. But we lived in California for ten years, so that's where I was doing all of that. And it was so difficult running him back and forth to daycare. And then when I had my daughter was born, that was like, okay, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. I said, first of all, most of what I'm making is going out to daycare, which doesn't make any sense. And I'm not raising my own kids. And I just really, I really kind of started praying for a solution because I, I just knew this wasn't what I was called. Why would I want to have kids and then not be able to have time with them? And being in that kind of a business, there, there was no, there was no leniency yeah. to being wrong. They weren't kind about it. Um, and so I started kind of praying for a solution and I really wanted to move back and raise my kids around family. I didn't know that I would necessarily leave my career, but I knew something had to change yeah. in the way I was feeling in my life. And and so my husband ended up losing his job and that was that was kind of an open door i think that was by prayer to be quite honest <laughs> it was scary because we ended up giving back his company vehicle so we moved but when we made the move back to the midwest we yeah. literally put everything we had into making that move buying a home um we gave back that vehicle so we now had one vehicle and my we moved to the country which was really what we could afford at the time and so now we're miles out of town. I'm mile, you know, an hour away from this any place that I could work, even if I wanted to go back into my career. There were just no options. There was, I mean, there was Walmart and there was the grocery store, yeah. and that was about it. And so I again just started praying. And my husband was driving back and forth to the city, and everything he was making was keeping the roof over our head, putting food on the table, and when my Son, we they were even getting a lot of hand-me-downs at the time. I and mean, we were really, I couldn't squeeze another dime from his pay. And my their cousins were handing them clothes yeah. and all of that. But there was a point where he needed, my four-year-old son needed shoes and we didn't have the money. And yeah. I, I still get emotional even 30-something sure. years later. I know what that felt like. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> And, and so I started praying for a solution and I had always been crafty and creative. And, um, I, you know, that was exploding across the, the industry or across the country, I should say. And it was kind of like, oh, you have this box of stuff. Maybe you can make something out of it. And that was how it started. That is amazing. What a great story. Just, oh my gosh. Like I almost started getting teary eyed because like my family, I'm the oldest of five and my mom, they struggled quite a bit and I got a lot of hand-me-downs from cousins too. And I remember how tough it was. And then my dad left and just it got even harder. So 
I understand that struggle and what it takes to you just be scrappy like that and to yeah. you know try to find this try to find a solution to your problems out of nothing, right? Did you have it now? It builds it builds resiliency. Oh yeah, and when you really become resilient, you also become very resourceful. It actually really set me up to be very resourceful in all of my businesses. And I think also that's where my fire comes from today to not settle. I see so many people that are entrepreneurs and they settle to like just make an income. And I just know because of what I've been able to accomplish with businesses and the change that it's made in our life and the financial future we have because of businesses, I feel like people are just missing so much. They're they're missing out on just abundance and so much better. Um, so yeah, I try to kind of get that a point, get that point across to people like, oh, this is your, this is your ticket. This is your golden goose. This is your golden ticket to having a better life. With that being said, now, what would you say to, um, women specifically? I know men have a, you know, easier time making a switch and going after something to women that might have a good business idea, but they don't know how to execute it. What would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, you know, things today are so different from when I started. And today we have so many free resources. You can just go out and Google or watch YouTube videos if it's just a matter of getting started. That will at least get you going. But I think if we're talking mindset, I would just say, you know, if you feel it in your gut, if you feel it in your spirit that you should do it, you should. Um, I got pushback with, not with the first business, but even with the second business, what, when I went into that, I actually got some pushback because the business idea that I had, I, so, well, let me just back up. So okay. I gained 50 pounds when I was doing that, the whole craft business for seven years. And I, I gained a lot of weight and I had never been overweight in my life. And, uh -huh. and so I, I was really kind of became depressed. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I, I know I want to get out of this. I know I want to do this yeah. and I sold this. I don't know what my next thing is, but the one thing I knew that I had to do was start taking better care of myself. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to, um, start eating better and all of that. Well, long story short, I ended up building two health clubs, two weight loss centers you know? that I sold all of this, but it started because I, um, I took that step wow. and I fell in love with fitness and I fell in love with how I felt as a woman and how I was probably the most empowering I ever felt in my life because wow. I felt so good about me. And, and I felt like I was almost unstoppable. Like I lost this 50 pounds and I, I'm in the best shape of my life. And, and I was always very active as a kid. I was in sports. I was cheerleader. I did all that stuff, but here I am, I'm dumpy and I feel miserable and I, it, you know, I just felt horrible. So when that, when I did all of that, it was like, oh my gosh, this is the most empowering feeling that I, I feel unstoppable. And so I wanted to start fitness classes and, um, I didn't get support with that. My husband was like, you want to what? You, so you want to teach them? I wanted to teach them. Yeah, okay. I, I actually got certified and, you know, did all these things. And, and then I actually had to take, uh, courses. I had to do a mail-in. I had to mail in and get the books and get yeah. all the stuff and learn how to become a trainer and wow. all of that, learn nutrition. So I did all of that. And then I'm like, I want to start fitness classes and I want to help other women. And I started with women, actually. I want to help other women feel as good as I feel. Yeah. I want to help other moms who have, are not taking care of themselves. So that's how it started. So 
I, I actually went to, at that point, my kids were growing up and they were in school. And I thought, okay, there's probably a lot of moms at school. And it was a small school, so I knew most of the moms. And I, I went and I handed out schools at a back, or handed out flyers at a back to school barbecue. I didn't have a computer at that time. So when I made my flyer, it was cut and paste. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that that's really dating me, but no, that's the way it was. And handed out flyers. And I said, Hey, I want to do fitness classes. And I already found a community hall. Would you want to come take these with me? And a lot of the moms said, yeah, so I'm getting paid $36 a month per mom for them to come. And then that just kept, I kept growing and expanding. And that's a whole nother story. Oh but my gosh. That's how I built those other four businesses that, that ended up changing our life because of the money I was able to make from those businesses and even selling those businesses. So yeah. Wow. That is so amazing. And so now I'm you're very like, but you are are amazing. You're amazing. Just like think about what you've been able to accomplish out of being in a very difficult situation. You know, a hardship. Like you've been able to turn that into something beautiful, and your like your whole trajectory changed, right? Well, so thank you. Did your husband start working with you at one point, or you guys? Never work? worked with me. <laughs> oh, he's not. always been an employee. He's retired now, but he's yeah. always been an employee. But it, it's really interesting because I actually, it, and he would attest to this now, but when I wanted to start teaching the fitness classes, um, when I did, had the craft business, he would go, I would do craft shows and things like sure. that on the weekend, and he would go and help me set up. And so he was supportive about sure. this. But when I wanted to do the fitness thing, that was like, he's like, you want to do what? Because at that time, you have to remember when this was and gyms were not around we yeah. had one gym one little bitty gym in town like it was that was not a normal yeah. thing and women being in the gym yes and that too and yeah. so he just thought that was just kind of an insane idea to want to teach fitness classes like what are you really going to accomplish with that um but you know here's the thing and this is what i'm going to tell women i always again i have a strong faith so Everything that I do, I feel like is a God download or um, it's, it's something that he puts in my spirit or in my heart. And I remember my eight-year-old, I think my son was about eight maybe at the time. And I remember him sitting at the kitchen table when I told my husband, I found a community hall. He's like, kind of rolled his eyes. And he is not that way at all at now at all. But back then he just, he didn't get it. And yeah. I remember my, my eight-year-old son, or maybe it was nine. He said, dad, I think mama do great. Oh, it was like, and he still remembers saying that. And it yeah. it was he. So my son was the one that supported me yeah. on that. And I just felt like I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know, but I'm not going to sit here and do nothing. Yeah. And I want to still be a mom. I want to go to my kids ball games and I want to, I want to do all those things. And this fits my life. This fits my life. And so I did it. I did it against really him being supportive of that. But I knew in my gut, in my spirit, it was what I was called to do. I was called to help people. I've always been a natural. Everything I've always done has been coaching other people, managing other people, helping other people. That's always been part of my DNA. And this was no different. So... Yeah, I've actually probably coached thousands and thousands of people if you include all of my fitness sure. Yeah. And everything I've been doing it for so many years. You're you've been all ahead of the curve, it seems like, with in with your with your businesses. Do you remember Women's Workout World? Sounds familiar. I'm yes. trying to 
So it's like um like a gym specifically for women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I worked I worked there. Yeah. yeah. I worked there for a short period of time when I was like oh, 18 yeah. or 19 years old. And it was interesting. This was before, like probably for you when you started that business where, you know, where women started feeling comfortable going to the gym. A lot of women said to me when they would join, you know, because I'd sign people up being a young girl, like, yeah, sign up, woohoo. Uh, that they had to hide it from their husbands because their husbands weren't on board with them working yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I do remember them because I think when I was living in St. Louis and I was working for a, a large department store right out of school, working for them as a manager, I got a membership to one of those places. So it wasn't like fitness was never a part of my life or anything. Yeah. But I remember I they had the little circuit thing and the yeah. weird yeah. yeah. Remember all that? Yes, I had a membership to them, and I remember the the way those girls would dress with their thong, with their t leotards, and yeah, kind of. Oh my gosh, we are so dating ourselves. Yeah, that's okay. We've got a lot of experience. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, we're like we're till I think I could talk to you for a very long time, but so let's like move ahead. So now you are into consulting, right? Yes. So you help people with strate strategic business growth, marketing, and sales consulting. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So mainly today, I work with coaches, consultants, professional service entrepreneurs, mostly B2B space yeah. or professional space. Um, and I, I did that because I hired a business coach in my last two businesses before I sold those. Um, I was struggling with in a new market with something. I wasn't a good marketer at that time. Yeah. Earned up a lot of marketing money along the way. And she was a great marketer, but she was also a good business person. And she was so impactful to me. And that I I really knew, gosh, I I love this. This is yeah. my next thing. I loved business. I just couldn't get the marketing thing. So um, that's really how I got into the space. But when I first started, so I worked in over 66 different types of businesses as a coaching consultant. Wow. Um, hundreds and hundreds of business owners and, you know, all those multiple industries. And I, I eventually fell into working with coaches and consultants. I was working with small business owners and having a lot of success, but I was part of a coaching organization and I was one of the only coaches that was having success and out of hundreds of coaches because I wasn't using their thing and I took a step back and I, I said, what's broken here? What's right. not working? And I figured it out. Well, then they started ele kind of elevating me and promoting me in the company. And then the next thing I know, coaches are coming to me like, Anne, can you help me? Anne, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And I started working with them, but I found I was building their business, not mine. Yeah. yeah. And so that's when I made the shift. I actually do still have small business clients that I've been working with for years. And I, I still get them once in a while. They'll find me somehow, some yeah. way. I don't market to them anymore. Um, and they will find me and, and then I still will get clients, but I don't market to them. I, I work really in the, you know, solo consultants and people growing marketing agencies. And sure. Like so what uh, yeah what would be your ideal client my ideal client is someone who is exceptional at what they do and they they have real expertise real experience and they they're playing too small they they want bigger things i help them get those really high-end clients so they get to play in the top 10 20 30 percent of the market and get them out of the shark infested waters i like to say so yeah. Typically, I'll help them bring in clients anywhere from forty thousand dollars to over a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand um, dollars. I've even helped mindset coaches go from charging seventeen hundred dollars to closing fifty thousand dollar clients. Woo. So that's oh. my main thing. But I help them build a premium model. So 
yeah. about it. If you're getting $50,000 clients, you can have a million dollar business with 20 clients. So that's the arena that I play in. And I think that someone that wants to make that jump, that is definitely a, even a mindset shift. So you're still coaching them to kind of make oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I have to coach them through all of it. Yeah, because yeah. I know for me, like if I was to make a shift like that, I'd be like, that's a big ask, right? To go change your fee structure to to so, such a big jump. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have to even, you don't have to cut away everything you're doing. Right. But you can add more premium levels or more sure. premium layers. And and here's the interesting thing, Dan, and then a lot of people don't realize is a lot of times the, those people are already, like if they're really doing stuff, like if they've mm -hmm. got a network or connections or audience or whatever, what most people don't realize is those people are sitting there, but they you're not for them because you're playing yeah. too small. And so when I have helped people get, um, you know, one of my clients closed a, like a $60,000 client. She was charging like literally a few hundred dollars a month. And oh, she wow. closed a $60,000 client in about 45 days. But I've helped people close very, very high-end clients in as little as three days or seven days um, that literally blew their mind. And they'll wow. say, I never, but it's, it's really about helping them understand. I, I extract their value. The, yeah. When I say their value, all their expertise, their experience, they just don't know how to put the pieces together. That's all it is. It's not, that they don't know what they're doing. They're brilliant. They're amazing. Sure. They're, they have fallen into a lot of the pitfalls and the mistakes that a lot of people fall into, which is, you Facebook groups and selling low end courses and selling yourself in small ways. And they just don't know how to, they don't know how to go after those big clients or what yeah. would even be, you know, would be a value to them. And when I walk them through that process, they're like kicking themselves. Oh my gosh, the millions I've left on the table. Oh, I bet. So it, it actually happens faster than you think the mindset shift. Not that they're not shaken when they close that first big client. Yeah. I have text messages from clients going, I was shaking, I was shaking when I closed that client. But uh, but when I walk them through the process, they see, oh my gosh, I, I really have been leaving money on the table. It's It kills me that I've been doing that because they just didn't know. That's amazing. You've also written some books. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about the names of some of your books? Yeah, I have three books. See, I don't have, I have one sitting here. So the first two I wrote about small business, one actually they're behind me. Uh, one is kind of secrets to small business success. And then um, the the other one is uh, 10 marketing and, and sales. What is the name of that? <laughs> I, don't use, I don't really use it anymore. Uh, 10 money making marketing, 10 oh, money nice. making secrets. That's what yeah. it is. You're such a and hustler. You don't even remember. They're still out there. <laughs> I don't really This is the one I promote. Expert. Um, this is my, this is my bestseller. This is my recent one. And this is expert in you. That's yes. what my whole media company and brand is built around. And this is about helping people take their expertise and build a lucrative business around it. I love it. And that's the name of your podcast. It is. Yeah. It's my whole brand. And so what can people find in, on your, on your show? So my show is uh, very strategic. I put other experts on my show, but Typically, I use my show as a lead generator nice. to get clients. So, as you do, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I use it. A lot of people don't, and and it put, also puts out great content at the same time. Sure. Or I use it to get partnerships. So um, there there are a couple ways. I'm always looking for people that can be a client, can be a partner, 
uh, maybe in a, a JV partnership, or they can be actually a referral partner. So those are an opportunity. There's some kind of an opportunity. So I'm very strategic with my show, but in the meantime, it puts out a lot of great content because I get to other, I let, I shine a lot on, on other people and let them show what they're all about and what they have to offer the world. Um, so it's a win-win for everybody. That's right. And with that being said, where can people find you, connect with you and learn more? <laughs> yes. Well, you can find me by going to A.L. Carden. It, it does have my middle initial L, uh, alcarden.com. Or you can Google me and you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook. I have a pretty robust YouTube channel. I've got loads of free resources on my website. So, yeah. yeah. Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put those links, that link in the show notes. And I'm also going to put her podcast. So go ahead and check her out. Go listen to her if you connect with what, what she said here today or if you uh, find a need to become a client. Do you want to make those big dollars in your business? Go ahead and reach out to Anne. She's obviously would love to help you. She wants yeah. to help people in helping them be successful. With that being said, said Anne, excuse me, what are some last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with us today? I would like to say to anyone out there, keep raising your own bar. Never settle. You have so much opportunity. We all have opportunity around us. And it is just a matter of who is going to capture that opportunity. But don't don't play small. That's right. Yes. All right. This has been so awesome. You are amazing. Total boss, babe. You are a boss, babe, before that was even a thing. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest today, Anne. And uh, we loved hearing your story. And we wish you all, you know, more success on your journey. Thank you so much. You're it's welcome. my pleasure. All right, you guys. This is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.